You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. Joins us, Luke. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I am. I am excellent. I am uh, sitting here, like I think uh, most hockey fans, patiently waiting for the uh, the trade winds to stop blowing and actually uh, see some trades occur. Uh, something tells me, though, it, it might not happen until like uh, as late as Friday. We get into March, and uh, you know we end up only having the one Monahan trade in February. Uh, I'm going to start out east. Uh, you know the Toronto Maple Leafs are rolling right now. But, you know, has their recent stretch at all, do you think, lowered the team's interest in wanting to add defensemen? Because they won five of those games without Morgan Riley. Yeah, no, it it hasn't lowered their interest at all. Uh, You know, the the joke in this town is that the Maple Leafs have been looking for a right-handed shot uh, basically for five or six years now. So, Surprise, surprise, another trade deadline comes along, and that's their, their number one target is trying to find a guy to play the right. Um, and specifically, I think they want that guy to be Morgan Riley's partner. Um, Morgan Riley was partnered with TJ Brody uh, for the bulk of the season. But then once uh, Riley got suspended for, for cross-checking Ridley Gregg, Brody was started playing his, his left side. And Brody has had kind of a rocky season. And all of a sudden, he goes to his left side. Uh, his plus-minus goes through the roof. He looks way more comfortable. His confidence is, is gaining, and the team is winning. Um, so I think the coaching staff and management have taken note of that and said, hey, you know what? Yeah, T.J. Brody had been a good uh, defenseman in terms of playing his offside, for a lot of years, but he's, he's getting older right now. And maybe we can help him out a little bit by having him play his, his natural left problem is they need a, they need a, a you know, a steady top four caliber guy to play with Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now they got William Logason playing with them, which is, he's supposed to be your seventh or eighth defenseman. So that's why the, the rumors uh, of Chris Tanev have been out there since the beginning of the season. This is something Trey Living is, has been looking at since the summer, since he took the job. He just haven't found a deal yet that, that he wants to take. Um, Sean Walker is another name. But the problem is they prefer uh, to, to spend their assets on someone who isn't a pure rental. And right now there, there isn't an obvious candidate um, popping up but i'm sure he's gonna take a swing here and add some sort of defensive before march 8th comes along you look at at toronto they're rolling uh you know boston's a team that i think are looking for defensemen now especially with the the injury on their back end you know tampa bay's being rumored maybe to be in uh, in on noah hannafin like like people have been pointing to chris tanev in toronto for a long time but let's exclude tanev for a second when you go through the uh, the names out there, do you see a defense that makes the most sense for the Maple Leafs? Uh, well, I mean, it depends how much you want to spend, and that's that's kind of been the tricky thing. Uh, you know, the, a guy like Ilya Labushkin, he he was a former Maple Leaf and had some success here. Uh, was was pretty a pretty fast fan favorite. Uh, he and he won't cost you much. So yeah. you know, if, if Trey Living's only willing to spend a third, the Leafs don't have a second. That's the problem. So he's either spending a first or he's spending a third or multiple picks, and he really doesn't want to touch his his top two prospects in uh, Fraser Minton 
or uh, Easton Cowan, who's absolutely lighting up the OHL. And, you know, if he was ever to part with one of those guys, it would have to be for someone more significant, preferably with term. A cheaper option might be a guy like Labushkin, maybe maybe a Sean Walker. Um, because right now, my understanding is the price for Tanev is a first. And, yeah. you know, Conroy's trying to get his most most he can for that guy. And you understand why uh, so many playoff teams would want a guy with who plays with heart and soul, blocks a million shots, kills penalties. And that's that's a big thing the Leafs need. Their power play is humming right now, but their PK hasn't been on track all season. They need a, a just a pure defender. Yeah, yeah. It's, and uh, every team is looking for a guy like that. So uh, I can yeah, see why the cost, the, is, the cost is high now. I, I think there hasn't been any trades because I think the teams looking to acquire aren't willing to pay the cost yet. Now, that might change, and maybe the cost comes down. It's a little bit of a cat and mouse and see who blinks first type of uh, scenario we're in. And so that's why we might only have trades in the final week of the uh, of the trade deadline which uh, you know I I think I think once it starts there's going to be quite a few I think there's a, there's no clearly dominant team I, I think there's probably eight or nine teams who firmly believe they have a chance uh, to win the Stanley Cup this year and uh, one or two additions whether it's a really good fourth line center third line center defenseman top 6 forward uh, it'll matter uh, Jake Gensel the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins it would seem likely that the Penguins are going to trade him. But I don't even think the Penguins are out of the playoff race, even if they do, because the Philadelphia Flyers are the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, they've overachieved for a long period of time. And, uh, you know, and, unless they surprise me and add pieces, they might either stand pat or remove some pieces, which opens up the door for the Pens and the Devils. Maybe even the Islanders, but definitely probably the Pens and the Devils. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's a really fascinating situation in Pittsburgh right now. Um, you know, I'm not a believer that this is a, a team that, that you should bet on, this edition of the team. I, they are literally the oldest team by average age in the whole NHL. And my, my respect for what that core has done is off the charts. And I still believe, like, Sidney Crosby's fighting father time in an incredible way. He's having, you know, the type of season where if they do get in the playoffs, he should at least get a little bit of consideration for the heart. He's been that good. Uh, but I just don't see that there's enough there. And it's, this team is, is years removed from its last playoff series victory. And at some point, I think, you know, Kyle Dubas and, and maybe more importantly, the ownership, the Fenway group there in Pittsburgh needs to realize that there needs to be some turnover. So they're facing a, a really interesting decision because not only do they have the best uh, forward, I think, still remaining on the trade market, at least in terms of pure rentals and Jake Gensel. But uh, he's hurt. So um, the the team buying him is probably going to be asking Dubas for a little bit of a bargain. But Dubas is still, like you mentioned, kind of in the playoff race. So uh, what does he do? Um, and, you know, in Dubas's time in Toronto, he ha- he kept a lot of guys his own rentals. Yeah. Um, just saying, hey, we're we're in the mix. Let's roll the dice, and then if he walks, so be it. I don't think he can play that game in Pittsburgh. I think that team really needs to get more prospects and picks in the system. They don't have a ton there. They don't have the next wave of Penguins, uh, you know, knocking at the door. So when you have an asset like Gensel, like imagine him on the Oilers, right? Uh, and I'm surely that they're not the only team that's called, but it's just you have one more score, one more threat. Um, for the playoffs. It's like, 
I think it would be a missed opportunity on Dubas's part if he doesn't trade him. Luke Fox joins us from uh, Sportsnet as we go around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's. Uh, in the West, it's uh, you know there's lots of good teams. I'd argue it's probably more top end teams in the West than there is in the East. Uh, at this moment, and you know, Vancouver and Vegas and Edmonton and Dallas and Colorado and Winnipeg are all good. They've all got some areas of weakness. Vegas is mainly uh, injuries at this point, and you know, with the uh, the Stone injury and on LTIR, a lot of people wondering, you know, what the, are they going to go out and get Gensel? We'll see. But I look at the Winnipeg Jets, and when I look at that, like that's a team that defense. That's what they're winning with. They've been winning with defense all year long. I think they need to add another D man. And and I think that like Chris Tanna to Winnipeg would make a lot of sense for me if I was the Jets. How how much scarier do they get if they if they add him? And, and I feel like you know Shevel Dayoff realizes that this is a, a kind of a goal for it year. Um, the fact that he's already spent a first rounder and and brought in Sean Monahan shows that this team is is serious. That he wanted to give the room a boost. So I, I I'm of the mind why stop there like. If, if you have already decided that you're a, a firm buyer, that you want to give your team the, the best shot uh, to go deep in the playoffs, and, and I also think in, that, in their division, in the Central in particular, it's really critical that you, that you win that division if possible. Because that 2-3 matchup, whether, whether you get Colorado or Dallas or Winnipeg, that 2-3 matchup is going to be a killer. Uh, versus the wild card because I think, like you mentioned, I think there's a lot of really top. The the West is very top heavy, but you get into the wild card, and I think there's there's a bit teams that you know you you should be able to take care of. So um, I, I think I think the Jets should be all in. They've already kind of showed their hand, and they should keep going down that road. I, I especially when you have a goaltender of Connor Hellebuck's caliber and the, and the defensive buy-in that they have. I mean that's. That's the recipe for winning tight hockey games, and the playoffs usually are that way. What about the Colorado Avalanche? Now, Nachushkin has come out of the uh, uh, substance abuse program and, uh, you know, is back, and he obviously would be a huge boost to their team. But I'm kind of – I'm very curious to watch Colorado. I I won't be surprised if they make some significant moves. Their top two guys, they got Kale McCarr and Taves. Like, their top end's elite. I think they'd love a backup goaltender, but I don't be surprised to see them take a big swing because I think they're easily in a in a window to compete and could you know you add another proven score on that team and all of a sudden they become very dangerous. Yeah, I was just in Denver on Saturday watching them play the Leafs and their their top players are are just so dynamic. Like watching McKinnon and Rantanen and the car, it's just like. They need a second wave of guys, and I really think they they kind of took a flyer on, on Ryan Johansson um, to be that that next center. Um, he hasn't really panned out, to be honest, right? No. He, he and certainly not the way Matt Duchesne has in Dallas. Like, um, so they haven't quite been the same in terms of the forward depth, like like you're you're getting to ever since Nazem Kadri left in free agency after they won the cup. Um, they, they're desperate for for another impact forward. So, and I think specifically at the at the center position, getting Nachushkin back uh, will help. Um, you know, Dare Benner w- was telling me that you know he, he's pretty glad that Jonathan Duren's kind of uh, emerged as, as a decent complementary player, just because they've had a lot of injuries to their forward group. They haven't been healthy very long for for very long stretch. Um, when you consider Nachushkin's absence and Lekkinen went down for a while. Um, 
but uh, I do think the goaltending thing is worth mentioning because Georgiev has been uh, worked more than any other starter in the NHL. They just keep trotting him out there, and you got to think you you need a, a number two. And the thing with the goalies is there are guys out there. Um, you know, uh, Pittsburgh is willing to part with a goalie. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury. I think everyone's wondering what's going to happen with him in the next two weeks. Uh, would he be willing to to be a backup? Does it matter if he's willing? Do you trade him anyway? Um, so I think there's room to upgrade in the backup goalie position as well as poke around for a center. Um, the you know we mentioned Matt Duchesne in Dallas and and that is uh, that has worked out uh, incredibly well. He's uh, he's been great, which I thought he would for three million bucks. It's a steal of a deal, and uh, it's panned up. But when you look at Dallas, man, like I don't see a lot of weaknesses on that team. But what do you think they need to add? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And um, way back in October, they uh, all, everyone at Sportsnet in, in the hockey group was asked to make a prediction on the Stanley Cup winner, and, and the Stars were were my pick. Um, in part, in part because of that, because of the depth, um, because of, and I really like their goaltending. I like their coach. Uh, I think it's a very well-rounded team. If they're going to make an ad, um, from what I've heard, it's it's depth defenseman. Um, they want to add one or two more guys on, on the back end. I think they're they're pretty comfortable with their forward group, uh, the mix they have up there. So I, I'd keep an eye on on Dallas on the back end. Okay, Dallas. Yeah. Well, hey, even Chris Tanner, I've heard rumblings there too. That uh, yeah. Like well, yeah, Ryan Suter's getting old, right? He's he's not the same Ryan Suter, and I think they if they can upgrade on the third pair, uh, I think they'll do it. Yeah. No, it would make sense, uh, Luke, for sure. Appreciate your time, man. Uh, have a good uh, have a good week, and uh, the next eleven days should be a lot of fun. Yeah, should be a blast. Take care. Thanks for having me on.